Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Low and Zo Show. Hooray, I'm excited. Me too. I'm so happy it's, to be back. It's Monday morning, and I just feel like this is just like the best, like, I love my job. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting here with Zo. Um, and we had an episode idea after listening to the two episodes that went out last week. Do you want to talk a little bit about what that was all about, Zo, in case you guys missed them? Yeah, in case you guys missed them, pause right now and, and go right back <laughs> to the episodes where we introduced Coach Dan. And we interviewed who who is my relationship coach and Lauren's friend, Dan. He is absolutely amazing and he shared a lot of insights about love and coming from love and relationships and relationship patterns. And whether or not you're in a relationship or not, this content is absolutely eye-opening for just how you're going to choose to live the rest of your life. Are you going to choose to live the rest of your life in love, whether it's in relationships, friendships, business, anything that you're doing, or are you going to choose to come from a place of fear? Mm-hmm. So definitely recommend listening to those if you haven't. Yeah. And uh, today we are going to reflect on how learning about this concept and really applying it in our own lives and asking ourselves how we can t- continually come back to a place of love has really helped us transform and up-level our lives faster and more incredibly than we could imagine yeah and um when we recorded those episodes i think it was in february yes um and so we just i mean one thing that's interesting listening back to them is that zoe was sort of like (laughs) completely silent the entire time that wasn't me trying to take over the episodes it was Zoe just sitting there like so confronted well what was going on for you then yeah so what was (laughs) I listened back to them. I'm like, I forget that Zoe was even there. But I, know, I know that I you know, were. I, <laughs> I was there. So Dan is my coach. And so he, I mean, working with him has been absolutely incredible. And even though I was very aware of like all of the content that he was sharing with all of you guys, I was still presently working through that in big ways in my own life and in the relationships that were there and what I was working through. And at that time, I was in this place of, still having feelings for someone that I knew it wasn't right for me or it wasn't the love that I was desiring in my life and I was really struggling with navigating those emotions and those feelings and seeking validation in different ways and what I've recently come to discover is that a lot of it comes back to the relationship that I have with my mom and different wounds that have been there and different wounds that were just like calling to be healed so even though I could recognize that this person wasn't right for me I was making myself wrong for them appearing in my mind and like causing these feelings but it was just a matter of me choosing like how can I continue to look at this from a place of love and how can I continue to love myself yeah and I think that that's really what had us want to do an episode today is that when we recorded those episodes Zoe and I were both still very much in a place of fear and it's not that you know that never comes up it's that we both feel that we've really made quantum leaps in our capacity to come from love which has been through practice. We're going to talk about that today Mm -hmm. um, in this area of our lives. And so uh, today's episode is about our quantum leaps in love since (laughs) since we recorded those two episodes. Yeah, so let's get started. I'm Lo. And I'm Zoe. And this is The The Lo and Zoe Zoe Show. We're coaches and entrepreneurs who firmly believe that an abundant mind is the key to an abundant life. On this podcast, we're going to be talking everything from how to manifest more money, travel, success in business and beyond, to overcoming the blocks that are holding you back, to rewiring your brain so you can easily attract whatever it is you want the most in life. If you haven't already, be sure to join us inside our Facebook community, Abundant Mind Tribe, for daily tips, mindset hacks, manifesting tricks, and more that'll allow you to build the confidence you need to manifest the abundant AF life you deserve. Now let's get started. 
All right, you guys. So today we're not actually going to be specifically talking about like any physical manifestations in this area of our lives. We more wanted to talk about the emotional transformation. And I know that when it comes to manifestation, the world is obsessed with like the physical manifestations, as are we. We love telling stories. We love hearing stories about things that have shown up for people in a very like tactile manner in terms of more money, you know, a fulfilling relationship, a new home, travel experience, whatever. It's it's really validating to see that the work that you've done is you're, it's impacting what you're getting in your life. Um, but today we wanted to focus on the emotional transformation that I feel both Zoe and I have had since those two last episodes um, launched because, or sorry, since they were recorded rather, because that's really what like the emotional manifestation or the shift in your emotion is the manifestation. Yes. Because one thing I want to say is like you have to change the inner reality to yes. see that reflection on the outside anyways. And you guys have definitely heard that in our podcast and in other Law of Attraction content, I'm sure. But the it starts with you. And it starts with you doing that inner work to be able to see the reflection on the outside. You can't manifest the, the big things, those things that you truly desire if you're not willing to go to work on the inside to feel that way now and whatever that takes. And when you do the work on the inside the outside has to shift. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that doesn't happen as quickly as we would like it to, but it will shift. You cannot have an internal shift in your energy, which just means an internal shift in your habitual way of thinking and feeling without it shifting something outside of you. Yes. Um, and a lot of the time, I think we just fail to make the correlation. So while today we're not going to talk about, you know, our dating lives or anything like that, we want to talk about the emotional journey because, um, and, and the emotional um, just transformation because that's really like, I... Like I said, love to talk to people about money, physical manifestations. Mm-hmm. But what I'm most passionate about is helping people to create emotional changes in their lives. Because regardless of what you have, your day-to-day capacity to um, feel happy is about the emotions through which you are experiencing your life. And that's where we have to go to work, right? And that's like, I would love to just talk about that. Um, but I know that it's like not as appealing to like people love hearing about the the physical manifestations and I don't blame them at all but if we could really stress to you guys to focus on your emotions over the physical things right like and this is really like an Abraham thing where they talk all the time about like we know it seems like a big price to pay to have to get happy before you get to have what you want like all we're asking Mm -hmm. is that you focus on actually being happy we know that that seems like a lot yeah (laughs) um but it really is like because you want what you want because you believe it's going to make you happier anyways and I've had we've both had many manifestations happen where um we were able to sort of like strong arm our way into creating an an outcome but the emotional like shift didn't last like having the thing didn't mean that we just got to be happy in that area of our lives forever and ever more right so if you can focus instead on the emotional journey and in the area of relationships or in the area of love what that looks like is replacing more of the fear with more love um, like that's going to be something that not only gets you what it is that you want but that also just has you be happier especially like love and relationships it's such a like vulnerable area for us because you are required to really make yourself seen in order to have love right like yeah. you're required to be the most kind of vulnerable um, or the biggest kind of vulnerable and you're required to um, like put yourself out there or actually no what I was going to say was you're required to um, like really confront just a whole lifetime of stories about yourself and insecurities. And like, I know the stories I have about myself in that area of my life are way deeply, like more deeply rooted. 
And and the way that Laura says deeply rooted. So these are the stories that trigger and cause like such emotions in your body. Yeah. Like visceral responses. Yes. Like ego backlash to the max. <laughs> yes. Like these are the, this is the voice that's like beating up. Because it's, it's so hard too because we're human beings and we naturally crave connection it's a part of who we are like we're all a part of this collective consciousness as we've spoken to you guys about so we want love and it's so crazy because we know that it's possible for us but we're the only people standing in our way from making that happen and that's because we are so attached or the ego mind is so attached to our stories and that way of keeping us safe from anything that we've ever been through in our life it it builds these wall after wall after wall and as you begin to gain more awareness and raise your own consciousness you can begin to like tear down these walls and get vulnerable as Laura said and choose to come from love over fear but it's very easy to be in fear but it's crazy because it's like we're standing on the other side of that wall and we're like we know we want love we know we're supposed to have love but like no we're not going to do the work I I expect it to come to me while I'm in fear yeah (laughs) because I don't really want to make myself vulnerable I don't want to take that risk and so in case you guys did you know not get through both episodes last week um basically what it is about like as Zoe's saying we have these things happen to us and we create these stories about you know oh men don't like me or (laughs) I as soon as I'm I'm attracted to someone he leaves or whatever it is and and uh and, and a lot of the time it's not even to do with our dating life right it, it's actually to do with um relationships with our parents or things that happened to us in the schoolyard when we were young and so because of all that this is just the brain how the brain works something unpleasant happens it hurts and we're like I'm not ever going to risk that happening again and so we put our arm out we put all these walls up and then we take consistent action out of fear that in the dating world has been like it looks like it's that's what you're supposed to do right you're supposed to wait to text him back you're supposed to not be too available to this person you're supposed to you know let him chase you all of this is games that have been contrived to try and overwrite the fear that people are coming from yeah right um and and those games never result in the relationship that you want anyways because they're rooted in fear and when you're in an energy of fear you can only receive more fear so you're going to attract people that also have that fear you're going to move into a place of fear as soon as you have feelings on the line that literally create that person you know leaving you or doing whatever it is that you are worried about like we create with our imagination when we're in a place of fear we're imagining what we don't want and then we get it and we're like look see I was right Exactly. And uh, one thing we have mentioned to you guys in the past on this podcast is the concept of doing versus being. So when you're doing, you're trying. And when you're when you're doing that, you're placing a mask on. So imagine if you're approaching the aspect of love and relationships in your life from a place of trying to be perfect, trying to manipulate a situation to work in your favor by withholding love in the sense of withholding a text message or, or waiting a period of time before calling someone. So you are placing that mask on and you will get a reflection of that because what your inner reality is is what your Mm -hmm. outer reality will reflect back to you. So you will attract someone who is wearing similar masks or to masks um, to the similar extent from you. Yes. And I know one thing that was like a big kind of like slap in the face last year was that I was really desiring a positive loving relationship in my life and I realized that I was the one who was emotionally unavailable the entire time (laughs) I was the one who was coming at this from so much fear and so much story but I was so oblivious to it because I just didn't want to look I didn't want to look I resisted looking anytime I was triggered I just was like oh not gonna 
not going to touch that. Just going to, you know, put up another wall, put up another <laughs> safety wall up. You know, I don't want to feel those types of emotions. But if I stand back here and try to some extent, try to create or try to manifest versus asking myself, what's the inner work I can do versus just uh, being in a place of creation. I could have navigated that a lot more smoothly. I love that you brought up the emotionally unavailable thing because I had a very similar um, realization like a little bit longer ago, but uh, where I totally had a story that I attracted emotionally unavailable men. And it's so funny how we make the, we draw these conclusions about what we're drawing to us or yeah. like, oh, I just meet all these kinds of people who are like this. And it's like, well, what do all of those people have in common? Oh, it's you. Yeah. And so <laughs> it was not like if, if you're attracting people who are emotionally unavailable, it's because you are emotionally unavailable and that you don't actually want someone to come into your life who could just love you because that's way too scary. Like you don't actually, we get ourselves into this place where we don't, it's a really, it's hard to believe that someone could actually love us for who we are. Mm -hmm. And so someone who, you know, might actually do that is like a huge threat to who you believe you actually are on a deeper level. Yeah. And so you attract people who that never really becomes a possibility with. Right. And that was like, I, that was such a big breakthrough for me where I was like, I totally had a story. I attract these guys who don't like, they get so anxious as soon as, um, it turns into anything outside of a few dates. And then I realized, well, so do I. Like, yeah. if I'm dating someone who actually wants a relationship after a few dates, I find a reason why it's, he's, it, that's not the one. Yeah. Because right? the one that shows up in love or does show up in love when you are emotionally available is the biggest threat to your identity. Yes. yes. The hugest threat to your ego. And some of you out there may be listening to this and you're like, I, I think that I show up from, tell, I'm telling you all last year, <laughs> I, all last year, I thought that I was doing everything right <laughs> when really I just needed to look in the mirror and be like, okay, let's address the fears. Let's yeah. address all the fears that are just right in front of me and I'm not willing to look at. So yep. any of you out there who are listening to this right now, just ask yourself. Just open your, be open to yeah. it because I know how easy it is to be like, oh, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not, I actually do attract all the guys that are going to cheat on me or whatever. Yeah. It's like, and, and you have a whole lot of evidence for whatever that story is. Um, and it's not to say that like, you haven't been mistreated in the past or anything like that, but the world is still a reflection, no matter what, the world yeah. is a reflection of what you believe. And, and and this is where like, we can't be hard on ourselves because like Zoe's been very open about, you know, her relationship with her mom and how that created a lot of worthiness, just narratives or lack of worthiness narratives within mm-hmm. you. It's not like you created, like, I mean, you, you were saying yesterday, you believed that you like chose your this existence for the lessons and I agree with that as well it's a bit more esoteric but mm-hmm. um but it's not like as a toddler you like actively manifested your mom yeah <laughs> you know showing up the way that you like so a lot of the time the things that happen to us that have us draw these conclusions about ourselves we're not saying take responsibility for those we're saying put yourself into a place of power by saying okay perhaps there have been things in the past that happened to me that I then created stories around and now I'm using it as a reason to hold the world at an arm's length yeah and in, in that way and in, in identifying it for what it is for calling it out for the truth of what it is the facts that happen so for example um my mom having postpartum depression I made that mean a whole lot right. about my personal worthiness when that was something to do with her but in the way that I've like grown up raised my consciousness raised my awareness I can look back on everything that happened and I can continue to pull back my power from that situation not give my power, not give meaning to um, like not being good enough. Like I can continue to 
look at that see what's showing up for me when I am triggered in romantic partnerships because oftentimes when we are triggered in romantic partnerships there's a, a lot of connections with our parents or how we were raised or the house homes that we lived in so when you are triggered ask yourself like okay when was the first time I remember feeling like that and see if you can pull out a narrative that was within your household or something that you gave meaning to that is a reflection of that and then you can look at it for what it truly is and choose not to give your power to that story anymore because it's just the thing that happened that you created a meaning around that that doesn't change who you are it's just a way you chose to be yourself but it doesn't have to be like that anymore yeah I'm just thinking like to I'm just sort of reflecting back on like people I've dated and and relationships that I've been in and a lot of um women have this sort of pattern which is 100% like I feel like it's just a story but this pattern of attracting like really really nice available guys who we then like sabotage in some way or just say like he's not the one and I mean I've dated quite a number of guys who are like wonderful wonderful people Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and yet and, and it's not to say any of them like were the one that I was meant to be with but looking back on it it's like it's really that you're not attracted to someone who doesn't confirm who you are on an identity level, as mm-hmm. Zoe said, on like a subconscious level. You are attracted to the person who makes you feel the way that you believe you deserve to feel. Yeah. Right? And so, like, I just, myself included and a lot of my girlfriends have like dated these incredible guys and yet they're like, yeah, but he just, there's something missing or like he just doesn't quite do it for me uh, and vice versa. I've seen it with guys as well. And it's it's a lot of the time, just that that person doesn't confirm for you the fear that you're coming from. Like they don't, they're not validating. Does that, am I making sense yeah, with you're, that? Yeah, because what, well, what's coming from me is, as, as you're saying that, it's like a matter of identifying what, what love has meant to you in your life. Right. And how you're choosing that in your, in your reality yes. right now. So when I was growing up, love in the sense of like uh, my mother, it was absolute chaos. So naturally when I attract someone who's giving me this roller coaster chaotic type of relationship because that's what I'm drawing in as love that's what I've made me love mean to me you should work for it yeah and it's a matter (laughs) of of like releasing all those layers and understanding no love is like pure unconditional and then you will begin to see a reflection of that in your outer reality but perhaps the love or what you know knew to be true about love growing up or based on your past dating experiences that's all of a sudden what you've decided to call love in your life and mm-hmm. thus you will attract that yeah and and so in the last few months since we recorded that episode Zoe and I like we shared um or those episodes rather we shared in them that what the work is is continuously asking yourself what energy am I coming from in this conversation or this reaction or how I'm acting towards this person or how I'm even thinking about them is am I coming from love and I, we don't mean, when we say love, we don't mean conditional love that we're, like you'll put a little bit of it out there to see if you get any back. We mean like uninhibited, unconditional love where you're just showing up with that person's best interest and you have no attachment to how they respond to it. Yes. Or am I coming from fear? Am I holding them away? Am I acting conditionally? Am I requiring them to make themselves vulnerable before I'm willing to and becoming super aware of where you're coming from love versus where you're coming from fear and when you're coming from fear looking at okay well how do I shift into love and practicing that over and over and over so what would you say Zoe in the last few months of being really intentional about about that like self-awareness is everything you guys because 
as soon as you are able to really look at your thoughts and, and, and not making them wrong, by the way, like just becoming more and more aware, you're able, like that's 90% of the work. You're able to then say, okay, yeah, I can be honest about the fact that I'm totally coming from fear in this situation or I'm creating a story based on my past or I'm whatever it is. I'm, I'm using this excuse to like not really let this person in. Um, so what would you say in the last few months of like really, because I feel like things clicked for you when we were um, record, I mean, to another level when yeah. we were recording those episodes <laughs> because that's why someone was sitting over there just like wide-eyed and staring at Dan, like being like, oh my God. And I remember afterwards you're like, I just feel like I still have so much work to do. Yeah. Um, so what has shifted for you emotionally in the last few months? Wow. <laughs> so much. A lot. A yeah. lot has shifted. But the beautiful thing is, is like I chose to do the work which I'm going to acknowledge you guys, it's not easy. It's yeah. not It's not easy stuff, but when emotions arise, when things show up for you, when like dark inner narratives show up, but just look at them. Like allow them to be there and the more that you choose not to shove those things down or suppress them or make yourself wrong, like Laura said, because if you're ever coming from judgment, that's that's coming from fear. It's coming from not love. You need to choose to love yourself and give yourself that compassion to navigate through your stories and as I have chose to do some of the the deeper work on my own with a coach really practicing in my own life coming from love whether that's in business whether that's YouTube whether that's in relationships actively asking myself that question that Laura said like am I coming from a place of love or am I coming from a place in fear I've seen such a reflection in that yeah in 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 money in financial gain in gains in like a, a relationship and in just all over my life it really is the inner work that it's it's the hard work it's not easy it doesn't feel good it's not always pleasant but the faster you choose to accept whatever's showing up for you and work through that you will see the reflection on the outside yeah yeah um my mom listened to our our two episodes with Dan and she had a uh, a question that she thought might make like a good episode and I, I totally agree but I think it's relevant here which was for someone that's maybe newer to all of this kind of stuff what is the work right we talk all the time do yeah. the work do, the, do work. the work what is that and so I, I had a conversation with her about it but I think it would be really good to input that here for me I mean it looks different depending on what your stories are what area it is what kind of result you're wanting to produce but for me it's about like really watching yourself watching what were my thoughts how did I react where was I coming from because even now I have big reactions to mm -hmm. you know somebody says something to me and I my ego is just like well here's all the reasons why they're wrong and it and so after I have my little hissy fit because like that's just how the ego is always going to be there um I'm able to really look at why did that trigger me and then starting to dig to what was the root of that so that you get to start practicing a new way of thinking in that area of your life. Yes. That's what the work is, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's very conceptual because it's not physical. You're like literally, like all of this that we talk about, all of it is like, it's a feeling. The work is is tuning into feelings, right? Yeah. It's not. And we can give you physical activities in terms of journaling and scripting and things like that, but it's emotional work. But that's what it is. It's, it's looking at it taking responsibility for your work uh, mm -hmm. sorry for your life is I think the first step and then really becoming very very self-aware so that you get to understand what drives you yes. right what your stories are and then from there you get to start becoming more aware of like hey I was coming from fear in that situation or I was projecting onto this person because of some past thing that has happened to me and and you know whatever but it depends on um the situation exactly but um, especially in relationships, I think a lot of the time we have stories about what has happened 
in the past and then someone does something that we categorize into that same story and then we project an entire lifetime onto that person even though it had nothing to do with them how many people do we know who have um like all of us who have a fear of being cheated on because they were cheated on at some point in their past and so they read into the tiniest little things that have nothing like you know are actually not that person is never going to cheat on you but you like become this is just like a really literal there's so many things that we could use this example towards but or find an example within um but we literally look for evidence of our stories yes right so if you have a story that like the cheating on thing is just a one example if you have a story that when you like someone they lose interest guess like what your, your brain is very creative the second he doesn't get back to you right away guess what that's because he doesn't like me just like all the rest of them right and so we start like categorizing um what's happening into old stories because we're not doing the work of awareness and then shifting yeah and just as Lo says you guys what you seek you shall find yes if you're looking for the evidence especially us ladies like we are the best investigators we will find it we will find it I'm telling you I went looking for it last night and I found it oh it's like yeah but it comes back to us fantasizing and catastrophizing catastrophizing I think that's it (laughs) catastrophizing situation so ask yourself where does your imagination go when you get triggered yeah that's a key to just as Laura says you're bringing up these awarenesses the stories when you are getting triggered and just be an observer of the thoughts know that that's not you it's just your thoughts they're all on this like autopilot program it's all just programming so just like take a look at where does the brain go when this happens where does the brain go when that happens? Yeah. And then notice what that feels like in your body, whether it's something like for me personally, when I, uh, when I get triggered, sometimes it feels like very tight in my chest, very tight in my heart space. And it's like this fight or flight type of like anxiety that kicks in. So just really get in tune with that mind-body connection and then choose to look at the thoughts and actively choose better feeling thoughts and recognize which voice is which in the brain the ego or the soul which one are you going to follow and lean into and like the one that's the soul is the one that feels good that says nice things to you and the one that doesn't have the nice stories who wants you to feed into the fears is the ego yeah and can i actually say um if you're newer to this kind of work especially in dating and relationships one of the best ways to identify your own stories is to open up a conversation with the person that you are dating because I have and we've all done this created stories in my mind that were so real like I was so convinced of what was happening with that other person like mm-hmm. the the story it wasn't a story in my mind like yeah. this was the way that it was and I had and, and this is just the way that the brain works we literally I might have a story of like oh he's you know mad at me or something mm-hmm. and you find evidence that makes that so real in your mind. And so I've had a number of times where it was really uncomfortable for me to go to that person and say, hey, I'm telling myself right now that this, you're mad at me or this is going on or, you know, this is what's coming up for me right now. And doing it from a place of not projecting, not like being angry at that person, like waiting until you're actually able to have a conversation and say, this is what's coming up for me. And I've had quite a few conversations with people where they went, that's not it would like like an, an example is like someone that I was dating for a little while um just be getting into his own anxiety and leaving and I had such a story of like I'm just not good enough right like he doesn't he's not attracted to me that's like always like <laughs> where we go immediately and so I decided to phone him which like this just <laughs> like 
when I was younger, no way in hell would I ever, because if someone like quote unquote rejected me, I was just gone. You'd never hear from me again. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that was me protecting myself. Um, retreating. Retreating. Exactly. So I've had a number of instances now where, and one in particular I'm thinking about where I went to him and said, you know, um, this is my story about this. And he was actually very gracious in saying, this has literally nothing to do with you. I've never seen a successful relationship in my life. I'm I'm surrounded by family members who have had horrible divorces and I have so much anxiety around getting close to people. And it was like really like a heavy burden that he was um, carrying that had me just go, oh, like it literally had nothing to do with me. But what about all the other times when I didn't want, I was too proud to ask. And so I just categorized it into he doesn't like me. I'm not, he's not attracted to me. Yeah. When, and, and I, the same thing for me too is like, it's it's hard to think of the past because you know the your past is what was meant to happen for you and all that but there was a time when I was really struggling with this past relationship after I learned all about this stuff coming from love I started to judge myself from the past I'm like there were so many times when I categorized like you said and I retreated when really that individual probably just needed love or like what would have happened if I showed up from love and that's not a place to spend a lot of time because you can you know judge yourself and make yourself wrong there but Think about the ways in which you chose to retreat or withhold love. And like just as Laura said, you never know what that person might have been dealing with or coming from in themselves that was presenting itself as their own fears. Um, but we create our own stories. It's like um, like we so deeply, everyone wants connection. Everyone yeah. wants love. So why do we withhold it? It's like all we're letting our own stories run the show there. Yes. Yeah. And when when I mean think about where you retreat from the energy that has you retreat is fear right and what you are desperately needing in that moment is for the other person to show up for you yeah um and this is definitely like what I've really seen Zoe embrace in the last few months is that not that not that you had someone like retreating but when there was even a time when you thought someone might be pulling away instead of saying oh he's he's retreating I should also do the same you said I'm just going to keep showing up in love. Because it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. And we talked about on um, one of the other episodes about um, we think that in relationships, it feels good to be loved. That's why we feel so aligned. It's that it actually just feels good to love. So we can do that regardless. And either when you show up in love for someone, and this really just means like, you know, when you want to text them, you text them. When you want to give them a compliment, you give them a compliment. Mm-hmm. When you want to be around them, you reach out and ask if they want to hang out. And you're not, if they say no, you're not immediately making it mean something about you. Yes. Or you're at least able to like reframe that if you do. Right? Um, I don't remember what I was saying about all that. But, oh yeah. So um, if you're showing up in love consciously, like you're making that decision to do so, and that person isn't able to reflect it back to you, well, like you're putting that energy out it's going to come back to you perhaps through someone else yeah so if you are being loved the universe will match you up with love whether or not it's with the current person that you're with or with somebody else right but you have to be the energy in order to attract it yes and you have to understand that none of that energy is wasted just because somebody couldn't show up somebody couldn't rise to the occasion of your love and they fall away however that may occur in your life the universe still recognizes you as that force of love that force that is continually putting out unconditional love and thus it will bring to you that person who can reflect back the love that you are back to you the love that you've been working hard on 
So just it's all about continually asking yourself, can I keep coming from love? How can I keep coming from love? Just as Laura said, give the compliment. Don't withhold love. Yeah. Like I think that's the biggest thing that I notice is like I don't withhold love anymore. If I want to give someone a compliment, if I want to tell them I'm thinking about them, if I want to call them, like I follow those inklings and those nudges. And what's crazy is like even in a time when I might be sitting in a meditation and someone just all of a sudden pops into my mind and I'm like, oh, I should just kind of send them a nice message. I get this these weird like synchronistic responses of like I really needed that like right now like how did you know it's because we're all part of the collective like we all do have connection it's a matter of if we're tapping into that and we're choosing to be a part of the love connection yeah and I was gonna ask you like in practicing showing up in love consciously because I know that's not easy, right? No. Like it, sometimes I've watched Zoe like really put herself out there and then she freaks out for like a half an hour where she's like so like vulnerable and exposed. <laughs> um, but how quickly has that expenditure of love, um, that frequency been returned back to you? Like so quick. And it yeah. comes back in tenfold. Right. Like this is the thing too as in practicing this is – I mean, there will come a day when I can talk to you guys about this in an episode. More (laughs) More specific manifestations. More specific (laughs) in detail. But, like, imagine, like, okay, we we talk about, we talked about the missable thing that I said that one time, right? Uh, With Coach Dan. I think we brought it up. I can't remember. So, basically, there was this person in my life who uh, was kept kept showing (laughs) emotion, like, kept being vulnerable with me, and I couldn't recognize it for what it was because I was just not there myself. And he had told me that he missed me. And I, I thought that the cute response was like, you're you're miss, you're quite missable yourself. Yeah. And so, so this was like in January. And, and I remember as soon as he told me that, I was like, so like you're wondering why this person – because you had it in your head that he didn't like you mm-hmm. enough, right? And I was like, he's been trying to reach out for ages. I, and like, this Lo, is I gave her gets, my phone to look at the yeah, text. And this is what he gets back is something very impersonal. And and you, it was genuine for you. But imagine he responded that to you. How? What would you – your immediate thought would be like, so you don't actually miss me. You're just saying I'm – like, what does that even mean? Right. So, so, but I have to say you immediately, like that I think was like a turning point for you where I was like, Zoe, you're so like, you're coming from a whole, like you're really closed. Really just withholding all emotion. emotion. Withholding and not saying anything that could be vulnerable in any way. Right. Like this person literally saying, Zoe, I miss you. And you're saying, you're so missable too. Like that's just a perfect example though of like, I love that story because it's so simple and you had not seen it that way. No. You thought in doing that, you were making yourself vulnerable. Yeah. Right. Oh, I really did you guys. Like, but now that I think about it from, for example, his perspective, it's probably just like, oh yeah. I'm like, now I see that. But at the time that was as vulnerable as I could be. Right. And so, I mean, bringing this back to like the title of the episode in terms of our quantum leaps in love, um, this is really like now it's easy for you. And and for me, like I haven't been dating anyone like quarantine, whatever, but, um, but I have really looked at like, even just in say like talking to someone online or something really looked at like, where am I coming from? And like, I was sort of seeing someone back at the end of the year last year. And um, when it ended, like all of my old stories all came up at once and it was ugly like Mm -hmm. and it wasn't even someone I've been dating for a long time like it wasn't about the person at all it was like I like I had no control over my emotions I spiraled into one of like the deepest depths worth of pits worth of pits of fear Mm -hmm. one of the deepest pits of fear ever 
um, to the point where like I could barely hold a conversation with someone because I was so in my head. And that was, I mean, I think that that level of um, resistance comes up as you are up leveling because since then, because I didn't even know where there was fear before having that experience, right? I didn't realize how quickly I shifted into fear. Um, And so since then, I've really been able to look at why do I have fear? What is the story that I get into that triggers that fear for me? And just been really practicing, you know, what would it feel like to just completely come from love for someone? And that doesn't mean, you guys, that there isn't fear there. It means that you practice this new way of responding um, or even just a new level of awareness that has you be able to show up differently. And when you're, and so it's like our quantum leaps in love, so to speak is about that conscious like choosing again choosing again choosing again awareness look at what's there choose again and it becomes like we've taught our first ever episode of the Lone Show was about reprogramming the subconscious so if you are someone who over and over and over practices coming from love you are going to replace that fear or it's at least going to be a lot easier for you to shift out of it yeah right And Lo, I want to ask you, what has transformed in your life since applying this concept? Um, I feel like for the first time ever, and like I'm 32, I like openly want a relationship. Whereas it's not that I would have said I didn't before. It's that I was blocking it on all like so many different ways um, where I would say, yeah, I want a relationship. But then anything that resembled a relationship that came my way, I had all these reasons why it wasn't. You know, because there was just such a like deep, dark, like shadow area in my subconscious full of fear that had it be much easier for me just to be on my own, which is comfortable and I feel free and I don't ever have to look at all this kind of stuff. And so for me to really look at like, you know, what has to transform so that I, because I know that I want, like everybody wants connection. Everyone wants love. Everyone wants someone to share all that kind of stuff with. I feel like I was just in such a story of like, I don't need that though you know, which really was coming from fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely feel, I mean, I feel like I'll have to start dating someone to really see <laughs> where there is still work to do because that's when you are most, um, when you see the most of what you still have to work, or like when- Confronted. Confronted, yeah. Like, yeah, when you're when it's being shown to you, mirrored back to you. Um, and that hasn't happened. But uh, I just feel like I'm more prepared because I know that like what happened with the last person I was dating in terms of just spiraling into a pit of fear that I could not pull myself out of. I just know that that couldn't happen to that extent Mm -hmm. again before I could recognize it and say, oh, I'm just coming from a lot of fear and I don't have to do that. And so shifting, I know that my capacity to shift is like, I mean, I don't even think I had that capacity before at all. It, not any capacity. And yeah. I'm really good at like choosing my thoughts around money and choosing my thoughts around my business and choosing my thoughts, you know, around my friends, for instance. But I had no power or capacity to choose my thoughts around love. And I think even deeper than that, it's choosing the emotion. Like choosing That's what, I mean. yeah. what, like the thought that will lead to the transformation in your body, the way that your body's feeling. Yes. Choosing to really come from the heart space like what what feels like the energy that comes from your heart that like feels connected feels uninhibited and choosing thoughts that align with that feeling in your body yeah so like for me the quantum leap is that I've practiced that like it's it I'm able to recognize when I'm in fear and say I'm gonna choose love instead and I didn't have that before and that in and of itself like I had no chance at actually holding on to a relationship because I was so unaware like that I I moved into fear and then I acted from it and it was 
like there just wasn't awareness yeah right um I didn't have the tools I hadn't practiced it at all I had I didn't have the neurological hard <laughs> hardware or programming for love yeah period um yeah and to choose your to, to choose to live your life this way in all areas it yeah. feels like the ultimate superpower yes. because when you are in love you get a reflection of that back to you if it's in your business it doesn't it doesn't matter which area of your life if you can show up from this space and you can understand what coming from that space means Ugh. abundance is there folks well because <laughs> yeah I mean that makes us think about like like Zoe and I have had a lot of success during COVID to be honest and that was because we defaulted or I defaulted into fear when everything started but I shifted into love quickly because I've practiced my ability to do that when you know I get I don't know some like a nasty comment from someone online mm-hmm. or um even like a client who's like really dealing with something big they're being confronted I'm able like I've long since been practicing my ability to shift into fear or sorry shift into love from fear and respond differently and so this was like kind of the last area where I had no capacity to do that because I'd really just and and here's the interesting thing about self-development you guys you could be really developed in your business and be choosing to ignore your personal life but at some point the like you have to what what you're what you're ignoring has to come to the light like you can't be I don't believe you could be like super self-developed in say business or career or whatever and just totally be ignoring those areas of your life that um you know are causing you a lot of fear Mm -hmm. because I got to this point where like it was like this anchor like I've not been looking at this I've not been dating because it's easier not to because my experience was like I would start dating someone and then feel shitty whereas usually I'm like when I'm just focusing on my business Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like happy and empowered and like my mood is pretty consistent and then you know start bringing some of this stuff to light and be like oh that sucked I didn't like that very much so I successfully ignored it for quite a few years and then I got to the point where I was like I can't afford to not look at this anymore and when you look at it when you look at the shadow and you start releasing those layers like the layers of the onion naturally your vibration increases thus you find abundance in in all different areas of your life but you just feel better you just feel like you know yourself better because you've taken that time to explore that and life becomes happier and more abundant and your natural energetic state of being is like your new norm your new norm is a positive one yeah yeah up leveled in all ways and even like doesn't matter if it's um like relationships is the place in your life where you're coming from fear let's say and you're an all-star in your business if you go to work on those places that are holding you down that are keeping your vibration down if you go to work and you start releasing that naturally you're going to bounce up yeah and every other area of your life is going to bounce up too so if you're someone who's you know wildly successful in business not in love not knowing that you're not as fulfilled as you could be go to work there or if you're somebody who's you know really happy in a relationship but not in your business go to work there like you'll see the reflection in all different areas just go to work on what's holding you down vibrationally what's not feeling good within you I would say to like kind of wrap up like this whole episode and and you sort of just touched on it our quantum leaps in love is that we feel empowered in this area of our lives where we had no power Oh my gosh, we're confident now. (laughs) (laughs) Like Zoe sitting there at the microphone three months ago, just like in fear, like totally disempowered. (laughs) And now it's like we have the capacity to create what we want in this area of our lives because we've exposed enough of the fear and replaced it with love. And like that, so that's really like what we wanted to get at today. And, and, um, 
yeah, I mean, things have started showing up differently, especially for Zoe. <laughs> More on that later. It's to be low. <laughs> but you, you just, like, you're able to look at that part of your life and say, you know, I'm confident to come from love. And that is just the most beautiful transformation when you, know, when you really know what that feels like. It's so freeing because oh, yeah. you're not waiting for this other pr- – how shitty does it feel to be w- waiting around for someone to, like, text you back and every hour that goes by that you're not hearing from them, you're getting more and more into, like – Your head. Your head about how they don't like you and you're – like, imagine you can be like, I'm just going to text this person and they'll get back to me when they can. And in the meantime, like – I'm going to live my best life. Yeah. <laughs> literally um yeah so I mean and it it definitely will require another episode when Zoe's like because she has a really good some really good manifestation stories in this area um but like it's also really shown me how the stories that we have in terms of oh well if he doesn't text you back in this amount of time he's just not that into you are complete bullshit and completely um like there were lots of times you know there have been lots of times where someone showed up um like, a, you know, someone that you or, or I were dating showed up differently than those yeah. dating books tell you. But it didn't mean, you didn't make it mean anything and therefore it didn't. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, straight up in the simplicity of it, you guys, those books, they <laughs> BS and you can identify it with your internal compass because it doesn't feel good when you're reading that stuff. It doesn't feel good to imagine yourself having to play a game and put on a mat. It's it's not fun. Okay, yeah. It's not fun. It's not fulfilling. And it's not love. Yeah. And one thing that we said in the last episode that I just want to reiterate here before we jump off is um, if you're showing up as yourself and you're just acting out of a place of intuition and what feels good and that relationship does not go the way that you wanted it to, there is nothing for you to, you know, lay in bed at night about, Um, you know, awake at night about because you just showed up in love. And either that person was able to receive it and reflect it back to you or they weren't. Mm-hmm. But there isn't like any question about like, well, did I play the game right? Or what did I, what could I have done differently? I mean, that is just such a waste of. It's a waste of, of your job. precious energy yeah. and good feel. Like it's, it uh, eliminates good feelings and you just want more good feelings. So don't choose yeah. to spend time spiraling in those places. Yeah. Yeah. So. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah, I know. I yeah. feel like I'm just laying it up. When my mom told me she was listening to these episodes, I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> now she fully knows why I'm 32 and single, but that's okay. No. Whatever. The perfect path, the perfect yeah, journey. Exactly. Um, all right, you guys. So thank you so, so much. We will tune in next week with a new episode on Tuesday. Yes. Can't wait. Bye. Thank you guys so much for spending a piece of your day with us and tuning in to The Low and Zo Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate it and share on social media. Be sure to tag us. Until next time, stay abundant.